chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world-famous Loose Lug Nuts podcast, the NASCAR podcast by the average fan for the average fan. I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside Thomas Dick, and we're coming off a busy week where we had Quinn Half on the show. We recapped Road America, and now we're heading to Hotlanta, as the kids call it, and Knoxville, Iowa. Yeah, um split you know i i'm all over the place the there's so much news coming at us this week and like i've tried to take in so much info and i'm really confused about a lot of stuff but i just want to make it to the weekend and watch some racing so before we preview uh the truck race uh in knoxville iowa and the xfinity cup race in atlanta let's break down some of the news around nascar this week and granted we are recording on a thursday night denny hamlin teased that he's got some news uh coming out friday morning so by the time you're listening it will probably already be out so thomas let's take a guess what do you think it is i think uh he's celebrating mongolia's 100th anniversary which is tomorrow oh my um, gosh do we, do i mean from all the all the all the notes he le- like he left some sort of thing it was a post-it that just said seven nine twenty one so you know that that's tomorrow's date or before y2k fixed everything that would have been the date of the mongolian uh, independence we should get an ice cream cake to celebrate mongolia's uh well we'll just get 100 on it and we can <laughs> say it's for the wood brothers but really it's for mongolia all right so some real news uh, I think the biggest thing this week is Atlanta Motor Speedway is going to be going through some major, major renovations. Uh, 10 months of confidential research, development, testing, and simulation with engineers and iRacing. Uh, the banking and the turns will now be 28 degrees instead of 24, which will be the highest uh, or higher than any other intermediate track on the circuit. They are also narrowing the track a little bit uh, in the turns. Uh, from 55 feet to 40 feet on the front stretch it will go from 52 feet to 42 feet on the back stretch yeah Uh, construction will begin monday after the racing and everything um has completed this weekend what are your thoughts i like i don't know what to think that this is what has me really confused like i've been trying to take in as much info from as much people as i can get like we heard the news uh driving the lunch and everyone on serious nascar or whatever was like oh this is the greatest thing ever blah 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 well then some of the um drivers chimed in and they're like oh this is shit they didn't use the word shit i like but that's what they said you know if you had to sum it up in one word and then like I'm listening to the race hub and Jamie McMurray's like, you know, they're they're the drivers are upset about the repave, but it had to be repaid. Like it had to be like the track was falling apart. So I, I don't know what, well, like, well, I don't know what the, the, so, yeah, I mean, we're just average fans, but the so-called experts said if the drivers like it, then it shouldn't be done. If they don't like it, it's because it's harder and but to me the hardest thing is 
is they all use like the simulation and everything based on what the next gen car is going to do and how it's going to work out. So I know these guys are probably smart, smarter than the uh, Toyota racing development guy, but what happens if we mess this up? I mean, this is an expensive project and who knows what's going to happen with the next gen car or what if, you know, one little number was off, they're going to be uh, SOL. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, I guess at, at this point, they're going to want to do this at a lot of tracks um, because they think the technology can make the racing better, but we're yet to see if it actually can. And and then the other thing I found, like a lot of the drivers are like shaking their fist and roar, but then a couple of the drivers, when they listened to what they said, like they weren't angry about what the racing was going to be like, they were just angry. They weren't in the room. So I don't know what they would have gotten had they been in the room. And then, uh, like, I saw Rodney uh, Childers, uh, he's like, oh, it's going to be awful. There'll be, no one will pass. They'll be all in just one lane. But then he's like, it's going to be like Talladega. Well, Talladega, they're not in one line and there's passing. Like, and I understand they, everyone, basically what it comes down to is every person on earth is anti- uh, the the restricted horsepower they're putting on the cars people want like you want a driver to have to try to drive the car not just have his effing pedal to the ground because that's as fast as the car will go yeah um you want them to like hey should i be full gas here or should i be off the throttle and and make the drivers actually use their brain and and i think that's a lot what, what a lot of the pitching is um but well so it'll be interesting to see uh so again the track narrowing the turns from 55 feet to 40 on the turns on the front stretch it will narrow to 52 feet and on the back stretch it will narrow to 42 feet so it'll be interesting to see because if you remember in the march race of atlanta we saw them go about three wide early on and that's where i think it was denny hamlin took out kurt bush so once that gets a little bit tighter three wide racing may not be uh feasible and i know the cars will be probably not be as wide right uh, I'd have to get out my pro tractor. Um, and, and the other thing I got out of the whole a couple of days events, Tony Stewart, there's a, they, they re- released a video of him talking to Kyle Petty. And he basically said back in the day, while he was still driving, he went in, he had input from 20 drivers. He took it to NASCAR and they're basically like up your butt with a coconut. We don't care. Yeah. And it's sort of like it sort of tells me why he's sort he's not in is involved with NASCAR right now as you would think he'd be, but it's weird because he still owns a team. Like, is his foot out the door? Can we see him selling four charters? <laughs> you know, like how much is he in the NASCAR if he's pissed that NASCAR didn't listen to when he was a driver? Yeah, and I'm guessing they're not listening to him when he's an owner. Yeah, I don't know, and it's a good point. But, you know, speaking of Stuart Haas, friend of the program, Chase Briscoe will be without his crew chief, uh, John Cosmeyer, this weekend after not properly installing loose or lug nuts. <laughs> so welcome to lug nuts, not properly installed podcast, which is what we're going to have to change our name. Yeah, it seems like every step of the way NASCAR is just trying to thwart our, our building our brand. 
So we stand with the drivers because they're screwing us over just like they're screwing them over. Yeah. Not taking our Call them what they are. They're loose lug nuts. <laughs> Why would you put more words? It doesn't sound as no. like I, I went to a writing seminar back in the day and the guy said, use less words wherever you can. And saying loose lug nuts is a lot easier to say than uh, lug nuts not properly installed. My old boss used to tell me you don't get paid by the words, so don't put unnecessary words. Uh, and you know, what you write should be as long as a piece of string so you can tie everything together and loose lug nuts ties everything together just fine. <laughs> so that'll be interesting to see how Briscoe handles that. He was without his crew chief for, I believe, four races last year in Xfinity. So we'll see what he can do. He'll be starting from the 11th position. Erica Jones, is he coming back to Richard Petty Motorsports in 2022? The interesting thing I saw with this is in the original press release, they said that he signed last year. Uh, you know, heading into this year that he signed a multi-year agreement, but apparently uh, Richard Petty Motorsports has the option to continue the deal beyond this season. Eric says he's happy there and he's working on things to get better results. If you're Richard Petty Motorsports, you keep an Eric Jones or would you think Eric Jones has a better chance to move somewhere else, maybe track house or uh, somewhere else in the, in NASCAR. I, to me, like at this point, I think they should stick together until they see what's going on with the next gen. To me, making a move now, it, it making a move now is smarter for the owner than for the driver. I think the driver should try to stay somewhere and try to get that year in with the next gen car and you can prove what you're doing. But the owners might say, F it, let's start from scratch. Yeah. I think owners are more likely to want to start from scratch than the drivers are. All right. Uh, another one, uh, Roger Penske and Tim Sendrick, uh, wouldn't specify whether Austin Sendrick will take over the number 21 next season for Wood Bros, who are still going for their 100th win or move to the number two car. Penske said, quote, we don't know yet, end quote, while Tim Sendrick, uh, who's a team president said, quote, he needs to keep going. He's got to keep his pedal down, end quote, whatever the F that means. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know what, yeah. So I guess basically they're waiting to see. Uh, it's not official whether Kozlowski would go to Roush Fenway, so I guess they're just waiting to see. And I guess Tim's quote is just like, he just needs to keep racing. But it's just like both of them are just like, like I've never seen somebody like blow off a question like that so effortlessly. Like, yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, and to me – uh, to me they're asking these well, – they have to because you gotta you gotta keep the news going 24 7 365 days like to me the, the this question should be asked in september yeah like asking it in july is just effing stupid but uh you know what they say <laughs> yeah you might as well wait until the Kozlowski deal is finalized if it is yeah and then you figure it out because i mean i mean i'm sure they probably know whether he's staying or going but i mean you can't say anything publicly yet but who knows what do we know we're just pr guys who have a world famous nascar podcast all right so marco andretti is looking to put together a part-time xfinity deal yeah i mean the andretti name has been in nascar in the past uh r.i.p john andretti who passed away into uh, 2020 but 
Um, it would bring the, the Andretti name back. I remember back in 2006, Marco Andretti was like the hottest thing in Indy. Like he was a really young rookie, finished really well at the Indy 500, but his career was sort of meh. Yeah. So, but, you know, and I lo- tried to look up the genealogy. Like is the Andretti like racing a uh, family tree dead with Marco? Or has he had a kid? I can't find where he had a kid or not. Like, I'm trying to think, is there going to be another Andretti to come along? We should get him on the pod and ask him. Well, we'll work on it. Um, But right now, he's busy uh, rubbing and racing in the SRX. And I think anytime you can get a family name like that uh, in the NASCAR, I think it's a good thing. So we'll see what uh, comes about with that. Some other big news. Uh, We have actually kind of talked about this before. And it's something that we thought NASCAR should should do. They probably listened to it. They announced a playoff docu series deal with NBC Universal. The race for the championship will be eight episodes on USA Network. And I say we talked about this because I think there's a lot more or newer F1 fans because of the documentary that they put on Netflix. So maybe this will help NASCAR. Yeah. Um. Uh, um like my my preference i told you this my preference is if nascar would have got together with netflix and worked on getting the crew season two three and four done first but i think this could uh yeah definitely bring some eyes some people are leery because it's on usa network like where's that channel on the tv whereas if they were able to work out a deal with netflix people open up netflix and it pops up as hey what's new to watch yeah you know Cause I think, I don't know. I'd have to look. I, I heard 90 million people get USA network. I don't know how many people subscribe to Netflix, but you, just cause you have, um, I have home and garden channel. I don't effing watch it ever. Why not? Cause I don't have a home or an effing garden. Well, if you had a garden, you could grow some vegetables. Well, I could, but uh, what I'm saying is just cause you have USA network doesn't mean yeah. it comes to your attention. Yeah. Um, but yeah i I like the thought of it and yeah whatever helps the sport we'll do it just i i uh maybe it'll reveal some of the people we think are gonads are gonads (laughs) and the whole world will see it maybe they can use some of the audio from the podcast as voiceovers yeah (laughs) we know people that know people now all right our last story before we get into our previews hook it ranks Haley deegan as the number one female athlete in sponsorship value so just sponsorship value, they have her sponsorship value adjusted ad value at 1.5 million, ranking ahead of the likes of Naomi Osaka at 1.3 million, uh, Alicia Lehman at 1.1 million, and Serena Williams at 1 million. Yeah, I mean, I, I found it shocking at first when I saw it, but then the more I thought about it, I read into the metrics, and it has a lot to do with social media and their ability to push advertisement through social media. And if you follow Haley Deegan on anything, she's sponsored by Ford and she's sponsored by Monster and everything she does, she's got a Monster Energy drink in her hand and she's driving a Ford. And she's very very good at pushing uh, video and whatnot, giving fresh video to her fans. And whereas Serena does a commercial and then she's done. Like, so. Um, she also ranks 12th on the list of motorsport athletes altogether. 13, if you count Patrick Dempsey. Do you know who Patrick Dempsey is? No. 
Um, see, I thought you seem like the type of person who would watch Grey's Anatomy, in which case he was Dr. McDreamy. Um, but I, I know him from probably one of the best movies that no one has seen, uh, Can't Buy Me Love. Uh, I've never heard Really of good it. movie made in Did the 90s. Surprise you. I've never seen it. Uh, like heartthrob Amanda Peterson was in it. Um, she played Cindy Mancini. She was like one of my first crushes as a kid. Oh. And then I was devastated because like three or four years ago, she died of meth um, in her hometown, uh, Greeley, Colorado. So I was sort of sad for a couple of days. But yeah, he was in that. But he also raises the cars. So besides him, the all the other 12 people ahead of her are Formula One. So she's in the Formula One stratosphere. What that tells me, if she wanted a, a cup ride tomorrow, she could get one. But as I've heard her say before, like if she thinks it'll help her career last five years longer, she's willing to, to spend another couple of years in the lower tiers, which is good to hear. Yeah. You know, don't rush it. Like some other uh, drivers that we've seen in the past. Yeah. All right, so that is the news around NASCAR. Let's get into our preview first with the truck race, the Corn Belt 150. It is a dirt race at Knoxville, uh, Iowa Raceway. Coverage begins with qualifying races on Friday at 7 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Race begins at 9 p.m. Eastern. If you're listening on the radio, it is on the Motor uh, racing network the qualifying race is very confusing we don't want to bog you down with the details but you get points for passing people and all sorts of stuff so that will be determined friday night just before uh the race begins the race will be 150 laps with stage one being 40 laps stage two 50 laps and stage three being 60 laps for a grand total of 150 i think i got that right i messed up last week using my auburn math pretty simple math but uh that's the uh well this one's easy because the 60 and the 40 equal 100 and then you add the 50 and that's 150 oh see i was doing 50 plus 60 equals 110 and then you add 40 and then you get 150 oh shit new age (laughs) new age (laughs) all right some notable names in the race uh donnie shot 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 everybody donnie shots uh chase briscoe michael annette and jessica friesen yeah, there's a couple other. Uh, what they don't call them dirt ringers, dirt, dirt ringers, dirt. Yeah, there's a couple dirt ringers in there. Uh, so it, it, you get to see some fresh names, but uh, which is weird because there's two races left in the chase. Yeah, well, not in this, uh, the regular season. The you're chase chasing your the regular season is a chase. No, the you chase, chase to the get into the playoffs. The chase for the cup would be like the last 10 races. No, you chase to get into the playoffs. And then the playoffs are the playoffs. Playoffs? <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be weird. Hopefully these dirt people don't affect the outcomes of the, the playoff standings. But Well, speaking of the playoff standings, when we look at the playoff bubble, again, two uh, races left in the uh, truck regular season, five drivers have – uh, clinched their spot in the 10 driver postseason that's john hunter nemechek ben rhodes austin hill todd gillen and sheldon creed john hunter nemechek can clinch the regular season championship with 34 points uh this weekend or by being 60 points above the second place driver in the standings follow the race that's a lot of math uh to figure out uh who would need to finish where 
Uh, Zane Smith, Matt Crafton, and Stuart Friesen seem comfortably in, while Carson Hosevar is 52 points clear and Chandler Smith is 31 points clear. Yeah, um, stuff is shaping up. A lot of uh, we got three guys that still have a chance without a win, but probably should just go try to win. Uh, Johnny Sauter's 31 points back. Tyler Ancrum is 33 points back. And Austin, we're just calling him Austin Self, right? Because yeah, people yeah. with a middle name Wayne are likely to kill people. Um, <laughs> is 41 points back. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Austin, quote unquote, Wayne Self uh, can get himself into the mix. He'll need a couple big races and he'll need some help from uh, Tyler Ankrum and Johnny Souter as well. So with that being said, who you got one in the race on Friday night? I'm going, I'm going off the grid. I'm going the king of dirt, uh, 10 time world of all all champion, Donnie Shots. Shot, 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 shot. Everybody. All right, and I'm going to go with Stuart Friesen because it would solidify himself in the playoffs, and he was also the last uh, regular truck driver to win on dirt. Martin Truex Jr. won at Bristol earlier in the season. Uh, I think that would be good. Do you think uh, Plus, Jessica's in the race could yeah. help him out like Kyle Busch usually helps out. Yeah. I, was gonna, I was trying to think of a way to throw in Jessica Friesen in there, but it'll be good to see them uh, racing this weekend in knoxville that's knoxville iowa not knoxville tennessee not, yeah there is no sun sphere uh, <laughs> there all right as we look at the xfinity race which will be at atlanta motor speedway it is the credit karma money 250 coverage begins saturday at 3 p.m eastern on nbc sports network and the performance racing network not the motor racing network oh god uh, hopefully they, i get that one Stages one and two are 40 laps apiece. Stage three is 83 laps. Well, let me pull out my calculator. That is 163 laps. There you go. There will be no qualifying. Kyle Busch and Daniel Hemrick, uh, Joe Gibbs Racing guys, are on the front row, followed by A.J. Allmendinger, Austin Sendrick, Harrison Burton, Michael Annette, Justin Haley, Justin Allgaier, Noah Gregson, and Riley Hurst. Can we get rid of the damn metric? I, from everything I've read, this is through the end of the year. Like they're not even going to change it for the playoffs. I, uh, you know, I think the, the owners, I don't know what their feelings are on next year, but I'm guessing this year they sort of like it because less tires, less all sorts of stuff. You have to spend, save some money. And they're like, like, I guess it saves money. And we've talked about this before, but I mean, if you have a bad race and especially if we get into the playoffs and you have a bad, it's just a snowball effect. Yeah. You don't get it like a restart where it's like, Hey, that, you know, that was last week. We're coming back this week. We got a chance to qualify, get up at the front. I mean, if you finish DFL, you're going to be starting near the back every time. It's sad. You know, I often think about how awful it is. All right, so we are getting bushwhacked again. Uh, Kyle Bush could go five for five. He has won his four races and his four entries uh, this season in Xfinity. The last time, fun fact for you, the last time someone won the Xfinity race at Atlanta from the pole was Kyle Bush in 2017. And he's on a pole. Yeah. Again. Yeah. 
history repeats itself. Is he the only whacker in the race? Uh, I didn't look at the full field. I think so. We'll have you look that up. Live research. Yeah. Dustin Altshire won the first race in Atlanta this season, edging out Martin Truex, who was a bushwhacker in March. Uh, Truex had won the first and second stage. And then the other active driver in the race uh, who has a win at Atlanta in Xfinity is AJ Allmendinger. Do you find it yet? No. Huh. <laughs> Go on. We really did our research. Well, I printed out the I printed out the Road America starting lineup. Oh well, why'd you do that? Because I'm I, I'm an idiot. Well, so go that. on. We knew that before. That. Talk I'm, some more. I'm looking it up now because I go to jski.com, which is the more reliable news. Well, that's where I printed out from, but I printed out the wrong one. I don't see anyone. Santino Ferrucci's in it. Oh, yeah, Santino's in. You didn't mention him. Yeah. It's almost like you don't like him as much as I do. Yeah. And then a uh, friend of the program, Bailey Curry, will be in the race as well. There we go. But no other uh, Cup Series drivers will be in the race. So it'll be just Kyle Busch. Just Kyle's the only one that likes doing that every week. Yeah. All right. So who do you have winning the the Credit Karma Money 250 on Saturday? Um, I'm going to tell everyone, get your uh, – I mean, you can go on calling now. I don't know if they have the pre-order shirts up, but Dirty Bird Dinger. I'm going Dirty Bird Dinger. Uh, A.J. Allmendinger is going to win at Atlanta. Uh, he's run two Xfinity races here. He's got a fifth place earlier this year, and he won last year. So, oh, yeah, that average finish works out to third, which is pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. I am going to go with – well, I, I, sadly, again, I think uh, Kyle Busch will win again, but I'm going to say Noah Gregson – uh, the junior motorsports team ran really well here in March. Justin Allgaier got the win. Uh, and in that race, Noah finished fourth. And I want to say he started from the back because that was after one of the races. That was kind of when he was up and down. Yeah. Well, and also he, uh, rear-ended Daniel Hemrick in the pits, if you remember. Yeah. That's where they got into the fight. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. It's sad that I like remember this stuff because now I'm watching it like a lot more closely <laughs> and then I'm like, thinking back on the race and I'm like, God, we have done so many episodes since then. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they were going to duke it out. Yeah. All right. So Thomas has AJ Allmendinger in the Xfinity race. I have uh, Noah Gregson, but I do kind of think Kyle Bush is going to win, but Maybe we can go. The, well, uh, hey, we'll say uh, Luke Hillen. Bushwhacker. We'll pick. We'll say Luke Hillen picked him. Yeah, because <laughs> you know he's got a bush crush. Yeah, <laughs> he's a big rowdy energy guy. <laughs> All right, on Sunday we have the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart, and this one will be 260 laps. As stage one, it's 80 laps. Stage two, 80 laps. Stage three, 100 laps. Huh. That I did have to pull out a calculator, three digits going off. Yeah. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern on NBC Sports Network and PRN, the Performance Racing Network. Again, no qualifying because the Toyota Racing Development guy hates fun. Chase Elliott on the pole, followed by uh, Joe Gibbs Racing. All their four cars are 2345 with Kyle Bush, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, Martin Truex Jr. 
Kyle Larson is sixth, Tyler Reddick seventh, Kurt Busch eighth, Ross Chastain and Joey Logano rounding out the top 10. If we remember March's race, it was dominated by Kyle Larson, but Ryan Blaney came away with the late win. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember. I think Larson wore his tires out maybe. Yeah. At, at the end. Um, Larson's list is a favorite uh, in Vegas. Um, for those of you with gambling problems. <laughs> um, well, I wonder, I should have put the gambling odds in the rundown. That way your long shot wasn't, you know, somebody like AJ Allmendinger at a road course where he had the third best odds. <laughs> did you look mine up? Uh, uh, I did not. All right, well, well I'll look it up I, while we keep talking. Yeah, and you'll heckle me while I pick. <laughs> so six active drivers in the lineup uh, have wins in Hotlanta. Kevin Harvick and Kurt Busch have three. Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch have two. Ryan Blaney and Denny Hamlin each have one. All right. Who are you picking as I'll your go. long shot? I'll go. Oh, you're going to put me on the spot. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Daniel Suarez. Tough break last week. He's performed well. He's been trending upward. Um, he did have a top 10 finish in 2019 here. Um, he is my long shot to win, and I'll give you his odds. 100 to 1. 100 to 1. If you just put a dollar down, you can win $100 just that easy. You're picking him even though he is starting in... He's going to be starting from the back. 14th row. Yeah. Next to Justin Haley. That's a true, true long shot. Oh, uh, notable. We didn't say notable in the race. Friend of the program, Bailey Curry, is going to be oh my gosh. in uh, Rick Ware number 15 car. So look out there for that. A little a weird note I saw the uh, yesterday. The number 17 Rick Ware car. Or no, not. The number 17 Xfinity car. Cody Ware drives. It's had the same exact paint scheme every race this year, but they've had three different manufacturers. He's driven a Chevy, a Toyota, and a Ford. Interesting. Yeah. All in the same paint scheme, all in the yeah. same like Nurtech. Um, yeah, I saw that on Reddit when I was looking up some QAnon stuff. Um, <laughs> my <laughs> long shot, we may not be a long shot. It's oh, kind of good. Through. It's got to go through Evan's hoops and hurdles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a long shot is. Uh, I'm going Chris Busher. Uh, he finished seventh in his last race here. I think he locks himself into the playoffs. Wow. All right. And I do think that is a long shot. He is 80 to one uh, to win the race. So put a dollar down, you get 80. That's a lot of. Anytime uh, you can put a dollar down and get a, a four course meal at Red Lobster, I think that should count as a. I was going to say mane and tail beauty products, hair products, <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh, maybe some eight ball whiskey. Yeah, we're, we're, we're reeling from a semi-rejection letter <laughs> from Hunt Brothers Pizza, but we made a counteroffer. Yeah. Uh, can you counteroffer a rejection letter? <laughs> it's like, a, hey, are you sure you don't want it? <laughs> we I offered. I, I think I did win us that custom truck. I was, we were the only ones that Quaker State replied to. Yeah, well, well, Hunt Brothers, uh, I offered to, uh, I got an HHR, I offered to have it wrapped in, in a Hunt Brothers advertisement, and we were going to drive to all 7,800 of the Hunt Brothers locations in America, 
in 30 weeks to celebrate their 30th anniversary. We have not heard back on that counter offer yet. We'll let you know. We would be the king of pizza reviews if we hit every single Haunt Bros. But we could. Our Quaker State thing, I think, would be pretty cool. We could quit our jobs, drive that custom truck around, and we'd get every race, do some live broadcasts. We're throwing offers out left and right. We kind of seem desperate. No, not at all. Like, I told the guy, I got other stuff going on, but I'm willing to do this. Yeah. Like, I mean, I got stuff to do. I got books to read. Got yeah. a stack of books a mile high on my TV to read. I don't need Well, I'll books. drive. You can read. I don't, I don't, I don't read good. So, you guys, before everyone dozes off, like, <laughs> I saw some podcasts the other day. There's these people that do, like, a three-hour podcast once a week. On NASCAR? On NASCAR. And it's like... But I listened to it in like the first half hours is them talking about their days. No one cares about your day. <laughs> um, so who are you picking to win? Uh, I'm going to pick Joey Logano. And my reason being Ford performs really well here at Atlanta. He has two top five finishes here and he has kind of slipped into like, I don't want to say like oblivion, but he's kind of like in the, the Martin Truex Jr. space for me where he's like, you know where he's like kind of always at, but then like you watch the race and then it ends and you're kind of like, where the hell did he finish? Yeah. So oh, I think yeah. He needs a good I mean, and we're, getting, we're getting a lot of that this year with people we usually see up top. And uh, like you can throw Kevin Harvick into that mix. Yeah. Like every time he's like, oh, he's there, he's there, he's there. And then he's not. Yeah. Well, like um, I saw something where he's like got top, uh, top 10 finishes in like the last four or five races or something like that. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Huh. I'll be damned. I am going Kevin Harvick. Um, I'm probably an idiot for not picking Kyle Larson, considering how dominant he was here earlier in Atlanta and how dominant he's been recently. But uh, Kevin Harvick has done well here historically, and Stuart Haas seems to be running faster these days than they were last time they were at Atlanta, I would say, as a whole. Do you think it would help Kevin Harvick's chances to win if he would bitch about how bad their engines are? We've yeah, I mean, it worked for Kyle Busch. Yeah. Um, so maybe he should try that. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll put in the word for him. Uh, oh, by the way, his kid is sponsored by Effin Hunt Brothers Pizza. Yeah, well, that's what happens when your dad I saw that a... today. Oh, and we didn't put it on the rundown. Are we surprised uh, Kyle Busch wasn't in that race that his kid won so that <laughs> Kyle could get another victory? <laughs> Well, I don't like know. A little go-kart race, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a little go-kart race. He like I could see him entering it and beating his kid, but uh, uh, on the track, not like, yeah, on the track, like, not like yeah. yeah. Uh the other one, uh, so Wood Brothers are going for their 100th win. You confident that they get it this week? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> you are. I uh I'd have to think on it. Let me come back. I, to I remember I was not confident in March because Maddie D's best finish here was in the teens. Yeah. So not confident it's going to happen this weekend. But I did see a commercial last weekend about going to New Hampshire, and that's where you called it. Yeah, I'm going to stick to my guns and say he gets it in New Hampshire. I'm going to say – I'm going to predict the place finish, though. I say he finishes ninth. Oh, all right. I don't think he finishes in the top ten, but that's just – Well, me. yeah, you know what? You will get a smaller piece of the ice cream cake. <laughs> All right, let's go to our favorite segment every preview episode. That is paint schemes. And to be honest, a little disappointed. I didn't even pick a truck one because I think they all sucked. Yeah, the trucks were sort of mad. Two ones I, I noted. Um, 
Zane Smith and the tender bison, uh, number 21. It's about meat, uh, bison meat, which, um, sort of sad, you know, back in the 1800s, like there used to be trillions of buffaloes and now they're not, but apparently people still eat them. So, and then Mike on that, I, uh, he's in the O two zero two, not two. It's like the Benito Santiago of uh, trucks. I don't know if you remember Benito Santiago. Yeah. He was a catcher back in the day yeah. and he, he is, he didn't want his number to be nine because the freaking strap on the back of the, the catcher's gear would cover the number up. So he was zero nine. So you could see both like, yeah. So that's what I think of anytime I see Joe Graff Jr. in the 07. In this tru- uh, truck race, Michael Nett in the 02. Isn't that what he races in Xfinity? No, he's number one. Oh. Well, there's a two there. Uh, Moffitt. Yeah. Uh, no, Myers Myers 2. Brent Moffitt's 02. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, it, it's a pretty basic paint scheme. It's black with silver numbers. But what I really like about it on the bed of the truck, there's a uh, like a big uh, reproduction of a plaque. His father, uh, Harold Annette, is in the uh, Knoxville Raceway Hall of Fame. So that's the plaque. So that's pretty badass. Yeah, that's you know? pretty cool. Respect to the dad. Yeah, who's apparently like a badass in Knoxville, Iowa. Yeah, not in Tennessee too. Possibly Tennessee too. We don't know, but Knoxville, Iowa, he's one of the kings. All right, in Xfinity, my favorite paint scheme is Brandon Brown in the Baby Doge coin car, light blue, got like a little cartoon dog on it. We entered their contest to win five hundred billion Baby Doge coins, which I looked on a converter. It's like twenty three hundred bucks. So yeah. not enough for retirement yet, but you know, it's going to go to the baby moon and then we'll be able to just split that retire and focus on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, in the long run, like all cryptocurrency, it's either going to be worth 69 cents or $420 million. Yeah. Nothing in between. Nothing in between. Um, I'm going, Oh my gosh. As far as food on the car. Yeah. I don't think I've seen food that looks better then the spicy chicken sandwich on the side of Michael Annette's number one. Now I sort of wish it was a Chick-fil-A sandwich because I don't know, like, it's you know what, Flying J Pilot, I'm going to try it. And if I like it, you sponsor us. All right. But it's a Flying J Pilot. I don't get the difference between the two. Like when I'm driving down the highway, sometimes I see Flying J, sometimes I see Pilot. Same owners. I don't know, but yeah, they, we need to get a producer to, to like, uh, look up random shit that we just talk about and then they can, yeah. just well, you know who it's owned by who guy's sort of a shyster. I don't know if I want to talk about the owner of a potential sponsor, but Jimmy Haslam, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 He's a big Tennessee guy, right? He screwed a bunch. Yeah. He screwed a bunch of truck drivers back in the day. They had to give a bunch of rebates back that he was screwing them over. Like, but anyhow, I digress. The chicken sandwich looks really effing good. So (laughs) now was it NASCAR truck drivers or like semi truck drivers, semi truck drivers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Some honorable mentions, uh, Joe Graff Jr. And the easy grills zero seven, just Z grills. I thought it was easy grills. No, I think it's just Z-Grill. The thing, the NASCAR thingy says Z-Grill's yeah. the list of sponsors. All right, well, I'm just an idiot. 
And then uh, David. There's Carter. a lo- there's like a little thing next to the Z on their logo. Maybe that's why I get confused. Yeah, like there's supposed to be another letter there, but I think it's just uh, yeah, it's Z Grills, um, number seven car, and it's got meat on the side of it that you would put on a grill. And then we got David Starr, Whataburger sixty one. So he actually tweeted it or posted about it. Before no, I just saw it on the rundown. I'm I'm gonna have faith oh, uh-huh. that he's in it. All right, and your favorite paint scheme in the cup race? I'm going Corey LaJoy. Yeah. Um, he's in the uh, baby boss, uh, the boss boss <laughs> baby. Uh, uh, apparently, there's a movie coming out, Boss Baby. Yeah. Well, it's already came out. I think this is like a sequel. So Boss Baby too. So it's gonna be shittier than Boss Baby, but. Uh, I it's you know little cartoons on the side. I like it because a lot of NASCAR people were up in arms, like, oh my gosh, the world's ending. And it got me to thinking, and I got I've already claimed executive producer rights on this. And I told talked to Corey LaJoy. I didn't by talk to I I tweeted at him uh that when Airbud, you ever seen Airbud movies? Yeah. I used to watch that all the time. I yeah. read Airbud from Blockbuster a couple times. There you go. Well, they they have not made an Airbud NASCAR movie. When they do, oh, yeah. Corey LaJoy needs to, that needs to be his car sponsor, and uh, to whoever owns the rights to Airbud, um, I got a, I got a plot written already. You, you see wanna... what happens is he uh, becomes a driver after the family needs money to save uh, their house. All right. So the plots the plots there. Yeah. You know, and they're like the owner guys. You, like, you don't think he would be like a pit crew, and then he could just like you know like carry maybe the jack out with his teeth. Like it's not realistic, but neither. no, no, no. Like because what he like the owner's like he can't drive a car. He's a dog, and then he gets in the car and he can drive, and everyone's in all. So this is the Boss Baby movie. This is yeah. the second one. The first one came out in 2017. The plot for this. <laughs> Is it follows the now adult Templeton brothers, who I guess were the main characters in the first one, who are brought back together after the new boss baby requests their help to stop a professor from erasing childhoods worldwide. I like that. Okay, well, it's your favorite uh, paint scheme. You have no comment on that? <laughs> My Airbud plot was better. Yeah. Go. Uh, my favorite paint scheme is friend of the program. He doesn't know it yet, but he is a friend of the program. Chase Briscoe in the One Cure car. Um, not really sure what the uh, charity is for. I probably should have looked that up, but it's just got a bunch of dogs on the side and on the car. We love dogs. We love food. There you go. So you look up One Cure. I'll, I'll give our yeah. mentions. <laughs> Uh, a friend, a true friend of the program, Quinn Hauf, is back in the eight ball chocolate whiskey. Already put out a couple of feelers with some people where if he does another signing at a liquor store, they need to go pick up bottles of eight ball whiskey and send it to us. There you go. Did you find uh, one cure? Um, it's it's for cancer, dog cancer, fighting dog cancer. Oh, hell yeah. We support. Yeah. Yeah. We support one cure. All right. So Christopher Bell in the 20 Craftsman Racing for a Miracle uh, is honoring the Children Miracle Network Hospitals. This one has like the moon on it, right? If the rocket- yeah, it's got like a um, cartoony moon rocket scene. Pretty sharp. 
Is then that we, uh, oh. the baby moon where the baby Dogecoin's going? No, this is a more serious. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not going to call Dogecoin a pyramid scheme, but uh, we're going <laughs> to. Then we have two what could have been. First time we're doing a what could have been. Ryan Newman. I love the thought. I hate the execution. Oscar Meyer, right? Oscar Mayer, like the top of the car, like from the hood to the deck lid or whatever they call it, is like a very abs, uh, very. What abstract. do you call it? What's that? Abstract. Is that what you're trying to say? No, not abstracts. Uh, when it's simplistic, it's uh, maybe it's abstract. I don't know. I like I took art class in college and I like I fell asleep like when they started showing the slides because the lights would be off but uh, oh god there's a word for it anyhow it's supposed to be a hot dog so the top's like hot dog but then it's only got mustard like going on it and but then the side of the car is supposed to be the bun like the side in the front and the back but it's like a bright yellow have you ever seen a bright yellow bun no no it needed to be bun color yeah minimalist 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 yeah minimalist Simplistic. take that uh mr dolman or whoever my art appreciation teacher was minimalist yeah and then i've got what it could have been 2.0 love the thought hate the execution cole custer he's running the code three associates car it's an or- organization that sends animal rescue teams to emergencies like hurricanes fires and floods like i'm behind that 100 there's not one single dog on the car sad or cat cats are pets too iguanas no animals like how are you gonna win best paint scheme without a you got to bring attention yeah. like the, the one cure has like it does have the name of uh donors on the deck lid so it's got that going for it so did they put your name or loose like nuts podcast on the deck lid well i found out about it after the deadline oh sad though all right, so that will do it for our Atlanta, Hot Atlanta for the kids preview. We will be back on Tuesday to recap all three races uh, in Knoxville, Iowa, and Atlanta. You can follow us on Twitter at Loose Lug Nuts Pod or on Instagram at Loose Lug Nuts Podcast. If you haven't listened to the Quinn Half interview or the Bailey Curry one for that matter, Uh, You can find those on Spotify and iTunes. You can also subscribe, leave five stars, unsubscribe, then resubscribe. So be sure to do that. Tommy, enjoy the races this weekend. We will see everybody on Tuesday. You sure you don't want to talk about our lives for another hour and a half? Stretch us out to three hours? (laughs) Okay. We don't want to put people to sleep. Okay. There are. All right. Well, we'll see you guys. I grew up in Texas where football was my game Until that racing fever started burning in my brain Started running many stops when I was 13 And won a short track championship when I was just 16 I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Strillin' My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. You've given me my wings now.
they say that lady luck has given me the brakes. I must admit she's small a bit, but it's me that runs the race. Now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance. I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. 